Good morning, and welcome to The Breadline, a daily newsletter and podcast covering the biggest stories that matter to progressives and leftists alike. Make sure to check out the companion newsletter on Substack, subscribe to our podcasts wherever you get podcasts, and to send this around to your friends and family. Let's get started. The House Democrats have unveiled a new stimulus bill with a whopping $3 trillion price tag. What's in it? Is it any good? Does it have a chance in hell at getting passed? We'll give you the rundown. And the Senate held a coronavirus hearing, and it involved a lot of goofy teleconferencing mistakes. Oh, those wacky senators. Our first story for today, House Democrats work on a new HEROES Stimulus Act. House Democrats have unveiled their new Stimulus Act, which they're calling the HEROES Act. The bill would be the largest relief package in history, costing over $3 trillion, and would be aimed at easing up the economy in the wake of coronavirus. The bill would include $1 trillion in state and local aid, a response to various governors saying that more aid is needed at the local level. It would also shore up hazard pay by adding $200 billion to a hazard pay fund that would help essential workers according to the summary in the bill, though it doesn't specify which workers would qualify. Hey, do y'all remember that $1,200 direct cash payments we all, but definitely not me, got? It'd include another round of that, but increase the household payments of up to $6,000, which could be a big help for low-income families. The HEROES Act would also put $75 billion towards COVID-19 testing to help ensure that whenever we do reopen, there is adequate testing to help trace and track the virus and keep folks healthy. Don't think they forgot about everyone struggling to pay their rent or mortgage, though. It'd also launch a $175 billion housing assistance fund for that. The $600 per week boost to unemployment benefits that was passed with the CARES Act would be continued through January. And the last little details, a 15% increase in SNAP funding, an employee retention tax credit to keep people on payrolls, and aid for employer-backed health coverage. I think most of our astute listeners will sense that there's a big butt in the room, and no, it's not your dummy-thick narrator. The bill isn't free of issues. Senator Lindsey Graham has already said that the bill is dead on arrival, while John Barrasso described it as a payoff to Pelosi's constituents. John Thune didn't believe the bill was designed to pass in the first place. Lastly, Mitch McConnell described the bill as not something designed to deal with reality. Ouch. So, if the bill wasn't going to pass in the first place, you'd imagine it was pretty ambitious and called for all the possible bells and whistles to at least let Dem voters know that the party is doing whatever they can and Republicans are obstructing that, right? So then, what's up with the lack of recurring payments? People like Bernie Sanders, AOC, Ilhan Omar, Ayanna Presley, Rashida Tlaib, and even more centrist politicians like Kamala Harris wanted $2,000 monthly payments. Pramila Jayapal also took issue. She wanted to see the inclusion of the Paycheck Guarantee Act, which would cover 100% of worker wages up to $90,000 a year. Jayapal purportedly confronted Pelosi to no avail, but Jayapal and the co-leader of the Congressional Progressive Caucus, Mark Pocan, also calling for the vote to be pushed back by a week to allow progressives time to respond. Pelosi wants to vote this Friday. Progressive leaders want to wait out until next week. Climate action groups also took issue with the bill for failing to close loopholes that allow fossil fuel corporations to lobby for federal bailouts during the pandemic. Some are also worried about those protections for employer-sponsored insurance plans. That amounts to subsidies for COBRA, which is, to put it nicely, 
a garbage system. Some attempt to getting people on Medicare, at least those who need the help, would be a welcome change. Many are actually going to be better off on Medicaid than COBRA. Bernie Sanders says that subsidizing COBRA, quote, would be both expensive and ineffective. Bottom line, these letdowns may best be summed up by Jordan Yule, who tweeted, 80,000 people are dead. If there's ever been a time where it's on people to demand more from their elected officials, especially leaders of their own party, you'd be hard-pressed to think of a time more fitting than now. We agree. And our last story for the day. The Senate held a coronavirus hearing. Attendees, including Dr. Anthony Fauci, who is part of the Coronavirus Task Force, the Commissioner of the Food and Drug Administration, Stephen Hahn, the head of the CDC, Dr. Robert Redfield, the Assistant Health Secretary who is overseeing the federal government's testing efforts, Brett Girard, and a bunch of old senators. The hearing was kind of weird, actually. Here are some key takeaways. While there are declines in infections in some areas, Fauci warned about being overly optimistic, saying that we don't have it completely under control, end quote. He also advised that reopening states without the proper precautions create a, quote, real risk that you will trigger an outbreak. Dr. Fauci also said that the current death toll of 80,000 is likely wrong, but not because it's overinflated. Instead, he says, quote, most of us feel that the number of deaths are likely higher than that number, end quote. On vaccines, Fauci says that it's not a long shot. In fact, he says it's much more likely than not that we will get a vaccine, end quote. That comes with some caveats, though. He's not optimistic about vaccines or treatments being ready by August, which may influence whether some schools end up having physical classes. Mitt Romney slammed the notion that we should be celebrating how much testing we've done, as he believes the country simply treaded water, while other countries such as South Korea were much more aggressive in early testing. The chairman of the meeting, Lamar Alexander, said this won't be the last coronavirus hearing, and that they ought to happen more regularly. And here's a reward for standing so nicely in line. The biggest goofs and gags of this Zoom call. This isn't really important, but we'd like to harp on some of the funnier aspects of this hearing, which marked the first time the Senate has done something like this via conference call. Bernie Sanders opened the call with some mumbling, having not realized that he didn't mute himself. He also sat in a room that sported some interesting art, including a Red Hot Chili Peppers poster and something related to Prince's new generation power. I don't know. Mitt Romney sat in front of dozens of posters of family members, which is a very Mormon power move. He also set himself apart by naming himself simply Mitt, lowercase m and all. Many senators who attended in person didn't wear masks at all. Tim Kaine wore a weird bandana that made him look like an outlaw, and Susan Collins wore a mask that she kept fiddling with, rendering it ineffective. At points, barking dogs in the background caused some confusion. Some suspect it was Chairman Lamar Alexander's dog, Rufus, who could be seen laying down behind him. Bottom line, it's kind of worrisome that people who can't figure out a Zoom call or refuse to wear masks even though they definitely should be, are in charge of all this. Anyways, have a good one. We're at the end of the line. That's what we've got. So remember, we're only able to do this every day because of listeners like you. Drop your friends, family, or anyone else's email who you just happen to have a referral link and help us grow. We'd truly appreciate it.